Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Hey there, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I'm your host. I'm a transformation specialist and I work with retailers and consumer-facing brands to help drive effective, meaningful transformation initiatives. Thank you for tuning in today. This one is episode 258, number 258. And I'm super excited about today's episode because we are diving in to learn more about my upcoming book, Driving Retail Transformation. How to Navigate Disruption and Change Over the last few months, I've certainly teased and mentioned officially that I have been writing a book, and I'm delighted that that is now officially announced. It's officially available for pre-orders on Amazon and Waterstones and Barnes & Noble and any other good bookseller. The book is out on March 5th, 2024. And I was also blown away to see it's already reached number two in Amazon's new releases for retail books. And that is incredible. So thank you so much if you are one of those customers that have placed their pre-order. And hopefully today's episode acts as a bit more of an appetite wetter, shall we say. (laughs) The show notes are at obandco.uk slash 258. That's obandco.uk slash 258. And over there, I'll also link up the post on LinkedIn, which shows the front cover in all its glory, as well as a few other details. So do go over there and check that out. But like I say, today we're going to be exploring more about the book, about where it's come from around my thinking, around my inspiration as well. So let me explore a little more. The book is called Driving Retail Transformation, How to Navigate Disruption and Change. And in the retail sector, we often talk about the what, whether it is a new technology for a checkout-free store, or the latest hype around retail media, or this commerce, that commerce, everything else. Lots of different what opportunities. But we very rarely talk about the how and the why. How do you actually go about driving that change, that transformation forwards into reality? And of course, the why is hugely important as well and really underpins the how. Ideas are relatively easy. Deciding which are the right ideas and the execution of those ideas is much harder, unfortunately. (laughs) So that's where the book is broadly fitting in. And it recognises that the pace of change in retail is accelerating and it encourages you to take intentional action to be in control of that change rather than have it done to you, should we say. You know, you as a retail leader are facing disruption on all sides every day and every meeting and conversation you have is inevitably going to be about changing consumer habits or the fiercely competitive landscape or other factors of the dynamic environment, market volatility, performance challenges, and plenty more factors. But like I say, 
transforming in response to all of that, or proactively transforming to provoke that, is much easier said than done. And I appreciate I do say that on a podcast. (laughs) But as a practitioner, I know how to drive transformation. I work with clients to help define a clear, viable, meaningful transformation, to drive progress and make things happen, to get teams and the whole organization collaborating effectively. And really, the book, Driving Retail Transformation, is there to give you, as a retail leader, the strategies and the techniques to help lead your organization and navigate through the journey of transformation, which I'll get into in a little bit, given all of the uncertainty that exists around us today. But before we dive into it, let's just step back a moment because I'd like to share where the book has come from. And largely, perhaps unsurprisingly, it's been heavily influenced by my background and my experiences. And I suppose it all really kicked off Back when I was at a company called Xerox and I used to design photocopiers, I'm not sure if you know this about my background. And when I was at Xerox, I was introduced to this methodology called Lean Six Sigma, which was very new at the time. It was really cutting edge. Of course, now I'm sure you've come across this term before. And whilst designing photocopiers, I learned to run projects and continuous improvement initiatives. I gained my yellow belt and then moved up to green belt and then eventually into black belt. And actually, as part of my black belt certification journey, I was trained in project management via the PMP or project management professional by the Project Management Institute. And that ultimately led me into more and more thinking about projects and improvement and ultimately into Xerox's supply chain function, planning out new products, designing global supply chains. And I suppose that was the stepping stone, ultimately, that moved me officially into retail via Tesco. And Tesco was a fantastic experience. One of the most transformative, the most innovative retailers out there, I believe. And there's some superbly talented people within Tesco, as you might imagine, if you're not already familiar with the company. Now, whilst some people have been critical about Tesco's culture, particularly back in the day when I was there, From my perspective, I've got only good things to say. Yes, of course, there were hard times, but they grew me as an individual and as a transformation professional enormously. It allowed me the opportunity to put myself out of the comfort zone and gain exposure across lots of different parts of the business, really developing my appreciation for the commercial elements, customer focus elements, and many more. And then in 2015, I left Tesco and set up my own consulting firm, OB&Co, which of course I've been doing since. And aspects like this podcast and my upcoming book, Driving Retail Transformation, are all in support of those consulting and advisory services. But what was really interesting, as I developed out of Tesco and started to think about things like podcasting and writing a book, I actually reflected on my background and recognised there were some other important factors that led me to where I am today. Back when I was very young, still a child, sort of around age 12 or so, I used to help my mum. So she used to have a doll's house accessory business and I didn't recognise it at the time, but this was a retail business, mail order back in the day and through different collectible fairs and marketplaces. And what this was fantastic for 
was that what my mum was doing was actually subconsciously, non-intentionally exposing me to the retail market, understanding elements like pricing, display, competitive benchmarking, stock levels, all that stuff was slowly seeping into my head. I never realised it at the time and I didn't realise it, like I say, until quite a long time after I've been officially initiated into the retail sector. And then another important experience that, again, I hadn't really given it the full appreciation was that I used to run a cocktail bar, a mobile cocktail bar, helping my customers celebrate a big landmark event. Perhaps that was a 50th birthday party or maybe a hen do. We used to do corporate do's, whether it be around a particular product launch or a Christmas party, lots of different events. And this, again, had many of the retail fundamentals from customer focus through to stock management and even the operating model as a whole, which I so underappreciated back at the time. Again, this was before joining Tesco and officially being initiated into the retail industry. And attached to that business, I also ran an e-commerce business, again, selling cocktail barware and cocktail glasses and so on. And that was at a time before e-commerce was quite so readily available as it is right now. The fantastic opportunities that tools like Shopify present so easily and so readily available. You know, I taught myself to code websites. And through these different initiatives, I was always looking for those opportunities. Those opportunities to introduce a new proposition, a new feature, a new piece of technology to support a a function on the front line of the website. And I suppose all of these collective experiences including all of my engineering background as well, by the way, which was really focused in on problem solving, understanding, looking at data, looking at customer usage patterns and so on. All of these ultimately led me to where I am today, right? And they've taught me different frameworks, official training and methodologies. They've taught me what works and what doesn't work as well. Then over the last couple of years, I've been thinking a lot more about writing a book, looking for that particular angle that would be relevant and required for you, the retail industry, and also matching my experiences. And increasingly, I noticed that there are a ton of fantastic retail books out in the marketplace, whether it be Ian Shepard's Reinventing Retail, Steve Dennis's Remarkable Retail, a whole selection of books from Doug Stevens, You know, there's Martin Newman's The Power of Customer Experience and plenty more as well, I might add. All amazing books, all have such great analysis of the retail industry and what it takes to be successful. Equally, there are lots of generic, broad transformation books and project management books and change management books, lots of strategy books. And all of these are looking at business in general, shall we say. They're not looking specifically at any industry, but everything. And I suppose I looked at this and I thought, well, there's a huge amount going on in retail, a huge number of different opportunities and challenges ahead of you. And for each one of those, it's increasingly important to be treading a new path. We're not in the world of just copying exactly what your classic competitor set is doing anymore, right? And therefore, we have increasingly no blueprint to follow. There is no set path that we must go on. And so as we're exploring into the unknown, 
facing huge amounts of uncertainty, both in the environment around us, as well as the way that we're going, the path that we're taking. You know, it's dangerous, right? It's easy to make mistakes. And in the retail industry, it's very visible with customers and the media when these mistakes happen, right? And yet, as I was saying, there's so many different facets, so many different ways that you must evolve. And it is not a pick one way to evolve. It's, you know, you have to do everything. You can't just say, oh, we're going to be a sustainable company. You know, we're not going to think about being customer centric. We're not going to operate efficiently. We're not going to look for growth. We're not going to look for profitability. All these different things, right? If life was that simple, (laughs) I'm sure we'd all be a lot less stressed but probably less successful as well. But it is what it is, right? We have to do a huge amount in lots of different directions all at once, and it's all exploring the unknown. Equally, you have to do it well, as I'm saying, overcoming all of these different challenges that you'll inevitably find along the way, whether it's culture challenges, change management challenges, technical challenges, strategic challenges, commercial challenges, you name it. And you know it as well, by the way, let's be honest. You name it, it's all there, right? Therefore, all of this means we need a bespoke approach to transformation. We can't follow the generic methodologies that have been laid out for all industries. We can't just be the copycat and follow what our competitors are doing because things like the fact that our competitors are changing all the time, right? And our competitors may be veering off in a different direction, which may or may not be suitable for our company, right? And I suppose all of these challenges were the reason behind why I wanted to write this book. This book is focused on the how and why. Why is it important to change and evolve? How to navigate disruption and change? How to drive retail transformation? So what are you going to find in the book? Well, broadly, tangible approaches to really push your transformation efforts forward. They're derived by and inspired by different theories and methodologies, but tempered, adjusted and improved through reality. I've put these into practice in dynamic retail environments, right? And that means it's not admin heavy. It's not focused on lots of bureaucratic checks and toll gates and this and that and everything else. But actually, it's a recognition that you're going to be spinning lots of plates. You're going to be working on lots of different factors, probably all at once. and there's a huge level of uncertainty. You know, the days of laying out a clear five-year strategy and working out what's going to happen in month seven of year four, they're gone, right? (laughs) It is more dynamic, more agile, more responsive nowadays. And to help combat that challenge, the book is centered around a flexible and adjustable framework that can be applied across any retail category and for any transformation. And as an extra bonus, you can start using it wherever you are in that transformation journey. And this framework is called the Retail Transformation Steering Wheel. Now, I'm going to come back to that in just a moment. And I'd like to share some of the words from my book with you for the very first official time, which makes me feel very proud and a little nervous, I have to be honest. (laughs) But the entire book really recognizes that Transformation is a journey. And this journey metaphor or this driving metaphor streaks through the book. And I'm not going to share too much right now. But as you start hearing me talk more about journeys and steering wheels and so on, know that 
there's an overarching metaphor of driving through a journey that sits really at the heart of the book. The Retail Transformation Steering Wheel is a framework to help you assess and improve how you are navigating disruption and change. So what I'd like to do right now is share some of the words, do a little reading from the book for the very first time. And this is from a section called The Diagnostics of Transformation. Here goes. As you drive your transformation, you should continually check the health of your initiative and cross-reference against the broader situation in the business. But what's the best way of discovering the health, especially where there is no track history and when the situation can change regularly? Toll gates, phase gates and formal reviews are often used for transformation, but these are infrequent and complex. Plus, can be perceived as a red tape heavy process to restrict progress and micromanage. In some instances, they don't actively support the successful delivery of a transformation, instead enforcing compliance to a series of detailed measures. This is like vehicles which must pass annual checks in the form of MOTs in the UK and other variants in different countries. With detailed measurements and plenty of inspections to be performed, it ensures a car is roadworthy and will hopefully remain so until the next assessment. The assessment results in a clear pass or fail, which is rarely the case in transformation. The assessment is complicated and not foolproof. These vehicle assessments are the equivalent of a formal toll gate. So to find the best solution, let's come out of the world of retail and transformation. Dot, 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 to be continued. And that is where we're going to end today's little reading. A little bit of a tease there, but it's setting up how the retail transformation steering wheel works, where the inspiration comes from. Like I say, it's outside of the world of retail and transformation. I do love a little bit of left field thinking. And that's important, right? Within transformation, you have to think of things in a different way and look at things from a different point of view, a different perspective, because I think as Albert Einstein perhaps once said, if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got, right? So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Are you intrigued by the diagnostics of transformation? Are you interested to know a little bit more about the retail transformation steering wheel and how it can help you and your transformation initiatives? Well, let's hope so. And I will look forward to sharing more be that on the podcast or, of course, on the pages of the book. Now, also within the book, you're going to find other frameworks that support this central framework, the Retail Transformation Steering Wheel. And it's also including lots of research into aspects like neuroscience and psychology and the mindset of transformation, which I think are really crucial to that broad how. And again, when we're thinking about the what, they're often topics we don't really fully focus on. I'm also drawing on inspiration from lots of wise people, those that I know and those that I don't, be that transformers of the retail and consumer markets, people like Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos, through to ancient Greek philosophers like Heraclitus and modern strategic thinkers like Jim Collins. And like I say, some retail rock stars have inspired me throughout my career as well. Now, I'd also like to share a little bit more about what else you're going to find in the book. And you know, my aim for positioning this book is not just to tell you stuff, but it's actually there 
to challenge you, right? I want you to think about your own situation, about your opportunities, your threats, and how you are approaching change and transformation as a leader. And the big challenge that I ask you in the book, after the first part of the book, is whether you are going to choose to be the driver or a passenger. So here's this driving analogy coming through, the metaphor, right? Are you going to push transformation initiatives forward intentionally? Are you taking control? Are you steering them along this metaphorical journey? Or are you along for the ride? Are you a passenger and you just go with the flow? Now, hopefully, I know which option you are going to choose. And hopefully, you'll find that I can guide you towards making that choice effective and making it realistic. Because that's my aim, right? My aim is to help you to navigate disruption, to help you lead through change and find an effective and tangible way of doing that. So I'm really very excited that Driving Retail Transformation, my book, is now out for pre-orders. Like I say, it's launching on 5th of March 2024. And I'm going to be very excited to share lots more about what's coming up. We'll be talking about more of the content. We'll be talking about some of the bonus materials and supporting resources that you'll have as a reader. I'll be sharing more about the launch events that are coming up, both in person and virtually. So you can come wherever you are. And right now, the best place to stay in touch with all things driving retail transformation is, of course, to stay subscribed and stay listening to the podcast. And of course, sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing as well. The Retail Transformation Briefing is my weekly email newsletter that does take a little look at the what and the how of transformation. Each week, I take a look at some of the top headlines from around the world of retail, looking at companies that are launching new initiatives, new technologies that are available, new insights that show us how our marketplace is shaping and evolving. And what's fantastic is right now, the Retail Transformation Briefing is completely free. So subscribe to get all of this into your inbox every single week at obandco.uk slash 258. That's obandco.uk slash 258. Or find me on LinkedIn and at the top of my profile page, you will find a link to subscribe to the Retail Transformation Briefing and you can see a bit of a sample over there. So you get a flavor as to what sort of content is coming. I get absolutely lovely emails and feedback from different readers of the briefing. And if you're not already subscribed to that, then I do hope that you will take the plunge and subscribe today after listening to this episode. Also on the show notes page today, I'm going to drop in a few more episodes that I think you might enjoy listening to. Some are inspired by the book and some have inspired the book as well, I might add. So head on over to obandco.uk slash 258 right now. So thank you so much for tuning in and thank you enormously for all of your support, both with the podcast, with the content I create, and of course, helping support and spread the word about driving retail transformation. I appreciate it enormously. Thank you so much. 
and I look forward to joining you on another episode very, very soon. Bye for now.